Thank you. Thank you for praising the Lord this morning. Thank you for encouraging us. The sermon is going to be so much better now. Why are you laughing? Over the last several weeks, um, we've been talking about community. We've been talking about encouraging one another. We've been talking about um, being together in fellowship. And, and last week we were in Ephesians 1 through 3 where we have this phrase, and, and I want to expound on it today. This idea that by the cross of Jesus, he destroyed the barriers of hostility and brought peace. And I want to, I want to think that through from uh, one of our characters in the Bible, and that is from Pilate, Pontius Pilate. And so today, no slides, no pictures. You have to use your imagination. Imagination is when you see in your own mind and you think and you see the pictures and you create the old, the details yourself, okay? It's not on a screen, so anyway. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't pass on that one. So do this with me. Let's look at the story. I want to look at two particular um, instances in the Gospel of Pilate. And, and we'll go through it. And, and I want you to, again, think with me about what Pilate must have experienced. Okay, so Matthew chapter 27, starting in uh, verse 11. I feel like I'm ringing. If, am, I, am I ringing a little bit? No? I need to go to the doctor then. Something's wrong. Verse 11. Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, he said, Don't you hear the testimony that they are bringing against you? Jesus made no reply. Not even a single charge. To the great amazement of the governor. Verse 19, while Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him a message. Don't have anything to do uh, with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Verse 24, when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but instead an uproar was starting, he took water, he washed his hands in front of the crowd. I'm, I'm innocent of this man's blood, he said. It's your responsibility. And all the people said, let his blood be on us and on our children. The Gospel of John, chapter 18. Jesus again before Pilate. In verse 29, Pilate comes out to them and said, What charges are you bringing against this man? Well, if he weren't a criminal, they replied, We would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, Take him yourself then and judge for yourselves by your own law. We don't have any right to do that. Verse 33, Then Pilate went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, He said, Are you the king of the Jews? Was that your own idea? Jesus asked. Or did others talk to you about me? Am, am I a Jew? Pilate replied. It was your own people. Your own chief priest that handed you over. What have you done? Jesus said, my kingdom is not 
of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews, but now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then. Yes, you're right in saying I'm a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world to testify the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate asked. And with that, he went out again to the Jews. I wonder what it must have been like for Pilate. So I put these words down. Pilate sits in his comfy chair as he sips on his morning coffee. He's looking out the window at the sun peeking over the horizon. The Jerusalem Times newspaper sits beside him, but this morning he doesn't have the nerve yet to read any more stories of the turmoil that are going on in the area around him. This morning he just sits and stares. His eyes, they're bloodshot from a lack of sleep. His head is hurting and his mind is racing, replaying the events that have happened just a few days earlier. This cannot be real, he thinks. Surely this is just a bad dream. Where is the truth in all of this? He slowly pulls himself out of the chair and he heads to the kitchen to put his coffee cup in the sink. It's time to head for work. As he passes through the bedroom, he sees his wife and he pauses for a moment and then says to her, he says, honey, yesterday I was listening to some people and listening, she said. Oh, now you're listening. If you had listened to me, you wouldn't be in this situation now. I told you not to have anything to do with that innocent man. Oh, but you did. He said, I washed my hands of that situation. What what more could I have done? I washed my hands. She said, yeah, you washed your hands of your own integrity, your own responsibility and truth. That's, That's all you did. So Pilate leaves the house that morning, head down, shoulder slumped, and he journeys into town. This is going to cost me my career, he thinks. My only job was to keep the Roman peace in this backwater area of religious crazies, and I couldn't do it. The city is buzzing, and people are trying to make sense of, uh, of what they've either seen or heard. Walk down any street in town and listen to the merchants telling stories of the darkness that overcame The curtain in the temple being split in half and laying on the ground. You'll hear him telling stories of dead people walking in the streets. Of the massive earthquake and an empty tomb on the outskirts of town. Once inside the palace, Pilate calls his officials to a meeting. He said, look guys, we've got to have a daily report on the progress. How's it coming? How's the street cleanup coming? What about the crowd control around the temple from people wanting to peer in and look? 
How are we doing on the cemetery repairs? What about building inspection for the damage caused by the earthquake? Come on, guys, we've got to get this corrected. And then he whispers to one of his closest beside him, Is there any news from Rome? Any message from the emperor? Have we gotten any word of what's going on up there? If we hurry, maybe we can get this mess cleaned up before they send a delegation down to investigate. Maybe I can escape. He asked him, what is our plan now to deal with the stories that are being told all over this area? You can't walk into the gym. You can't walk into a restaurant. You can't walk into the city market without hearing people telling about seeing a dead man that's come back to life. And they speak of it like it is the truth. Before going home after a long day, Pilate finds himself alone, sitting in the same judgment seat as before when this man Jesus was in front of him. He was alone with only his thoughts, alone in quiet agony. He looks to the heavens and he pleads for help from any of the pantheon of beings that might be listening. Oh, heavenly beings, what should I do? Should I run? Should I crush those peasants who continue to spew propaganda about this rebel? What am I missing? My life's not working. Oh, what a mess. I need help. As Pilate sat in the quiet palace staring straight ahead, he could see the face of that man who stood before him only days before. He was a bloody mess. Beaten almost beyond recognition. Pilate thinks, I wondered at the time how he could continue to stand on his feet. That was amazing. That that took some kind of inner strength. He remembers thinking, that man possessed a calm inward resolve. He spoke as if he knew exactly who he was and what he was doing. And I remember thinking that it was not about him. It was not about his prestige. It was not about his power, nor was it about his legacy. It's like it was his mission and nobody could prevent him from accomplishing it. But what kind of mission is it for someone to take that kind of abuse and die without fighting for his rights to live? Who would do that? And then this thought came across his mind. Pilate thought, how is it then that I, the governor, the one with all the power and the might, why is it that I'm the one that's an emotional nervous wreck right now? And the one condemned to die stood erect in front of me as a bloody, silent, determined king. 
heard he even said things from the cross like, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He said, it is finished. It is accomplished. And then he remembered those eyes. The eyes of this man. It was those eyes that haunted Pilate more than anything else. This man just looked at me with no malice. As if he was interested in what I had to say. And even as I drew near to the sentence of death, it was locked into me. It was those eyes that haunted Pilate. And he kept thinking, what was he trying to tell me? What was he trying to communicate? There's something there. Before Pilate, though, gets up to leave that day, he stands up and he shouts at the top of his lungs, Why didn't you answer the question? His voice echoed off the palace walls. I ask you, what is truth? You had the chance to answer. You said nothing. If you are a great teacher or a religious leader or the son of God or whatever you are, why didn't you take the time to answer? Instead, you just turned away with a quiet confidence and walked away to your own death. You left the question hanging and marched toward the cross of death. Without a word, you just gave up your life. And Pilate shudders and thinks, was that the answer? Is that what truth is and what truth looks like? Maybe he did answer the question. But I just missed it. Here's what Paul said from Ephesians. For he himself is our peace. Who has made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier. The dividing wall of hostility. By setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two. Thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross. By which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. May we experience Truth and peace as we follow Jesus, whose kingdom is not of this world. Let's stand and sing the invitation song. If we can pray for you or assist you or love on you, you can come to the front right now.